Listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Yeah, you are. Yay! <laughs> hey, uh, friends! It's good we have back. missed you. We are back finally <laughs> yeah. on the Seek First podcast. It's been an entire summer. It has. Other than camp, the camp episode. <laughs> I hope some of y'all listened to that one. Was, yes, that uh, was a hoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back doing it. You've been out of town forever, and then I oh, was out yeah. of town. All the things. I was sick at one point. I yes. had the COVID. I did. Ew. I'm a little nasally right now, and I don't have COVID. I already yeah. had that. It's okay. <laughs> that's right. So if I, sound, antibodies. if I sound dumb and nasally, that's <laughs> sorry. I, bl- I blame it on my three-year-old. Yes. Three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> All the blame. Um, but no, nah, it's good. It's good to be here. So we're going to uh, jump right in today. Um and what we're going to talk about, we, you know, we're always kind of going back and forth, like, what do we want to start hitting on? And we've gotten so many questions from a lot of you guys, which again, send us some, send us some questions. If yeah. you have our numbers or see us, you know, around, if you know us, just ask us, or you can send the email that's, that's at the end of the podcast. Um, we'd love to get more questions and more topics yeah. to hit on, but we have tons still. Um, but what we're going to talk about today, as we just kind of kick off our new sort of new semester yeah. of podcasting here is the gospel the gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L, gospel. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason we agree this would be a good place to start is because, maybe a couple of reasons, I think, for one, it's sort of a churchy word yeah. that a lot of people don't understand exactly what it means or what it's about. Right. Um, how to define it. How to define it. Yeah. Or if they do, maybe it's sort of a... They have one idea about, well, it's Jesus died on the cross, which right. is obviously the same. Uh, right. True. And we're going to yeah. get into that. But... Yeah. Yeah, the gospel's bigger, right? And it's, it like, is. it's so it's so vast and so broad, which actually makes it hard to answer yeah. in a thirty minute podcast. But right. what we're gonna do today is just kind of give sort of the shortish answer with the scope that we think kind of fits what the gospel is, at, at least best we can. Um, but also to hopefully apply it, right? Right, and to yeah, why should you care? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why should you care why about does the, the gospel? gospel matter? Yes. Yeah, to me. So that's exactly right. So um, I love uh, Tim Keller has this uh, quote that says the gospel has been described as a pool in which a toddler can wade, and yet an elephant can swim. It's both simple enough to tell to a child and profound enough for the greatest minds to explore. Yeah, that's I, good. Yeah. I would even say like it's it because it is, man. It's like um, I always like to think about like that, that it is so simple. Right. right? We can make it as simple as we want to make it with yeah. John 3.16. Right. Or God so loved the world, right. gave his only son, whoever believes in him will not perish, have eternal life. And but it's also so vast. Right. So it's all, it is like that kiddie pool, but it's also like the ocean. I mean, it's yes. like you could you could swim forever. It transcends time and yeah. place and culture. It speaks to the heart of anyone. And so one of the first things that we're going to do is just define the Greek word mm-hmm. uh, euangelion. It just oh, means good news. Good news. <laughs> Simply good news. But listen, particularly it was it was used to speak of good news of a new king. Mm-hmm. So it was proclaiming that everything is fitting to change because the rule and reign is changing. And so things are changing, 
but for good, right? Yeah. Euangelion was a good news. Yeah. Um, also used in terms of war. Where yes. A messenger, they would always send messengers right. back to the city to yep. tell them what's going on. Yes. And if it was a good report, That's we won exactly the battle, right. we won the whatever. Yes. It's, it's Euangelion. It's yes. good news, gospel. Yes. You know, we Like win. in Isaiah, beautiful are yeah. the feet. Beautiful are the feet. Yep. bring the good news, the euangelion. So, it's, it's cool too. So yeah. in the word yeah. euangelion, if you were to look at the Greek word, you see in there, um, well, if it, in English, kind of the transliteration to English would yeah. be that U turns to a V. Yes. So that euangelion, instead of being an EU, it's an EV. So it's yeah. evangelism is really where that yes. word comes from. So evangelism being um, sharing the good news. Sharing the good news. And then even in that, you see the little word angel. Yeah. Right. So that A N G E L is in the middle of the euangelion word. So what are angels? They speak the message, messengers. share the good news. Yeah. Messengers. Yes. So anyway, it's centered I around yeah. gospel. Kind of the simplest. If you want to give it a one word, what is it? It's news. Right. <laughs> Two words. It's good news. Yes. Um, a longer sentence. It's good news about Jesus. Jesus. Right. Yes. From Jesus in yes. Jesus. All about Jesus. I love that. And it made me think about some of the. Um, proclamations or announcements or good news it, throughout history after which everything changed, mm -hmm. right? Like the Magna Carta, right? The Magna yep. Carta is signed by King John and it gave individual rights to people. It did away with the feudal system so that mm -hmm. there weren't peons and, and the <laughs> upper class, you know? Yeah. Um, I think about um, the, the, the quote, Germany has surrendered and World War I has ended. I yeah. mean, you want to talk about some good news. Emancipation Proclamation. Yes, the Emancipation yeah. Proclamation, for heaven's sake. So it yeah. spoke freedom. It right. spoke um, this new king, this good king who actually cared about yeah. um, his people. Yeah. So, And it is a word that it's not really often used today, but you will hear it from time to time. You know, all, the, the, just the word gospel. Right. Um, but you, you, you usually hear it in terms of like a story, maybe. Like this is the gospel of such and such. Mm -hmm. um, or people, people will use it in terms of like truth. They'll say like, it's the gospel, the gospel truth, truth yes. right? Um, and, and I guess what they mean from that is taken from the biblical sense of just like, this is like what is being told here, this story, this news. It is good news, but it is true news. Yes. Right? It is. So right. when somebody says, you can take that as gospel. Yes. That's what they're saying. You can right. take it as, that's the truth. Yeah. You're right? Um, yeah. Now, I know not everybody believes in our gospel. That's exactly Obviously right. about Jesus, but we believe yeah. this is the truth. So we could kind of use that word interchangeably. Yes. Like gospel, it's truth. Right. Yeah. And um, so when, when we do talk about the gospel, we're, we're going to kind of take the broader sense of it and we're going to kind of narrow it down. Um, in, we're going to try and do that in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's this meta story and it is the story that literally answers all of life's major questions. Mm -hmm. um, the meaning of life, what's true, what's good, what's beautiful, um, what are the real problems in the world, how did they get here, what's the ultimate solution, right. those kinds of things. Um, and I love the way uh, Tim Mackey of uh, The Bible Project, he kind of sums it up like this. He says, um, this is the story of this really beautiful being God, mm -hmm. uh, who architects this really well-ordered cosmos. He appoints these remarkable creatures who are the living, breathing representatives of God's presence and creativity and power in the world. But the fundamental problem is that humans don't want to be images of God. Mm -hmm. They want to be God. Sin. Yes. <laughs> they want to define what's good and bad by their own wisdom on their own terms. And then he says, and so begins one long carnage fest of what humans do to each other when they redefine what is good and bad in their own eyes. And so we fast forward 
And God chooses this one family, Abraham, to restore humanity. All throughout the beginning of the story, you're feeling this tension like, man, I wish we could find a human around here yeah. <laughs> who could be the type of human that God made us to be that yeah. we can't actually Somebody would do, do this right <laughs> and right. do this right and show us. Yeah. And then this messenger shows up and he tells people that he has good mm. news, that the new kingdom, the better kingdom, the promised kingdom has come near, yeah. that this good king's going to return and make all things new, take up his throne here on earth and bring peace and it turns out that this messenger is the king. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who's going to make all things right? Uh, and the message that he brings is not just for that specific time and place, yeah, um, but his rule and reign changes everything. Like those m- stories that after which this good news is told, everything changes. Yeah, and, and it's so cool too because you can kind of see. It's almost like we're, we're talking about again the kind of the senses in which the gospel, the word gospel, is used, yeah. or the way that we think about the gospel. Because um, Jesus proclaims the gospel, and also the other New Testament writers proclaim that even the Old Testament writers proclaim the gospel, right. the good news about who God is, who we are in Him, what sin is like. It's right. all what's part of it gone wrong. What's yeah. gone wrong? Yeah. Jesus comes in and he proclaims and preaches the gospel. John the Baptist before him proclaims and preaches the gospel. Yep. Paul and Peter and John and all of them proclaim the gospel about Jesus. So it's like Jesus spoke the gospel. Jesus really is the gospel. Yes. He's the center of it. Right. And like, so, so here's Mark chapter 1, verse 14. It says, after John was put in prison, John the Baptist, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming, and here's I think this is the only place John actually uses the word euangelion, the, he went into the went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. Yeah. And here's what Jesus said, verse 15, the time has come, right? So this is what you're just talking about. Yes. About. And he he starts proclaiming the good news. It starts with this idea of what you've been waiting for, right? Yeah. He's talk, if he's talking to the Jews and he's preaching to them, yes. or people who had been waiting for something to change, right. the time has come. And it says, he said, the kingdom of God is near. And then it's like this, this message that he adds on to it. He says, repent. And believe the good news. Yes. So there's even like that kind of the negative side of it of well, what we might perceive of repent, repent from what? Right. Right. You're, right. you're, you're sinful and things yeah. are broken right. and messed up. But repent, but because the good news is here, the kingdom is here, that the time is here. And so, um, man, Jesus ushers this in. And again, yeah. you can say he did preach the good news, but what was he preaching? That the kingdom was near. Why? Because he was here. Yes. Right? So he's the that gospel. Is good news. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love in uh, when we're looking at different uh, New Testament um, passages to figure out just kind of how, how do we yeah. define right. what the gospel is. So we just heard that Jesus defines the gospel as here's the good news. I'm here, yep. right? That That is good news for you. I love in 1 Corinthians 15, um, where Paul is saying, he's talking to the, to the church in Corinth, and he says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. So this is something you can tell, you can proclaim, um, to which you received, so you can receive this good news, right? On which you've taken your stand. So this is something that's solid. This news is not going away. Yeah. It has it has uh, 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 transcended all time, all place, all cultures. It's something that we can stand on by this gospel, this good news, this euangelion. You are saved. So it it has salvific yep. implications. Um, 
if you hold firm, something you can hang on to. And so I just love the different ways that Paul is talking about this gospel. This It's yeah. it's not just this ethereal thing that's kind of like squiggly. <laughs> it is something you can yeah. stand on and hang, uh, hold firmly to. I love that. Yeah. And so... Like you said, kind of, we have this big meta right. narrative. So when I say right. meta narrative, we say meta, big story. Big story. Right? The big yes. story of you could really say, and I, and I think this is absolutely accurate to say, the Bible, the whole Bible is the gospel. Yes, all of history, the gospel has been being played out, and we yeah. see this in like Ephesians one, where Paul is talking about this mystery of the gospel. Right, yeah. there's this mystery that's been being unfolded. Right, and in Old Testament times, like the the prophets were were sharing it, and Moses was sharing it. Yeah. Joshua sharing it and David sharing it through the Psalms and all these. And the Jews are hearing it and there's like, okay, God is going to do something about sin. Right. Redeem creation and save his people and dwell with his people. Yeah. All these things. Didn't know exactly how that was going to happen or whatever. And then Jesus shows up. Mm -hmm. It's here. Good news is here. All that. And then the rest of the New Testament is, okay, pointing back to Jesus. Yes. And going, okay, he came and he died on the cross. He forgave us of our sins. And now he, and he resurrected. Yeah. And now he reigns in heaven forever. And we will reign with him forever, be resurrected with him. Like all, it continues. Yes. And he is with us. He is in us. Yes. The kingdom of God is in you, he said. Yeah. And, and and so also we have, like you said, I think it's it's helpful to kind of go, what are, what are some scriptures we can just kind of pinpoint if somebody were to ask me, um, you know, what is the gospel, kind of the proper gospel? Right. Um, how, how would I explain it short shorthand? Right. Because um, again, no, we, we understand that, you know, the full scope of the gospel is uh, very vast. That probably is going to take years of just living with someone right. and, and being friends with them and yeah. having community with them to kind of live that out. Um, but we could also kind of point to certain passages and go, here here, here it is very simply. John 3.16, I yes. just said. Yeah. Um, I love Romans 3, 21 through 26. Some people would say this is maybe the most important paragraph in the Bible right here. And it really is a paragraph that sort of sums up all of it. I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but I'll read um, verse 23 through the rest of it. He says, there's no difference... All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there's our sin. Yeah. And are justified freely by his grace. Here's our salvation through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Um, He says, verse 25, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement. There's his death on the cross through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance, he had left sins committed beforehand unpunished. There's Old Testament. Right. Like, how, what, are, what are we doing to deal with sin? Yeah. Um, he says he did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Now, that's just one little snippet from Romans 3. He's going to go on in Romans to talk about the resurrection right. a whole lot more and talk about all the implications right, the hope that, that come out of that and us that, receiving yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, so I, I just want to say this. I guess when we think about the gospel, um, it, right at the very center of it, okay, is Jesus in the cross and the yeah. resurrection. Right. Right. So there's the kind of the pinpoint of it. But I, I guess the way I think about it is like from that, it's like throwing a stone in a pond. Yeah. There are massive ripple effects, right? And all those ripple effects are, again, I think you could read Ephesians 1 to kind of see Paul explain some of it, where he goes, um, verse 3, he says, we have 
all the spiritual blessings in Christ, yeah. every spiritual blessing. Right. So there's a whole lot more than just forgiveness of sins. He right. mentions that. Yeah. But he also mentions adoption as sons and daughters. Right. Right. Redemption of our bodies, yeah. resurrection from the dead, the gift of the Holy Spirit yeah. living in us as an inheritance and a deposit guaranteeing that. Right. So there's like all these other things. <laughs> then he goes on, he talks, I'm sorry, but I just no, like, it's like good. <laughs> think through Ephesians and he goes to chapter two and he goes, okay, now Jew and Gentile are one. That's, right. a, that's an effect of the God. Right. Like there's yeah. no separation of people. Right. So that's a social construct social that it construct. that yeah. it affects. Um, now all people can be united in Christ. Christ. No matter right. their upbringing, no matter yes. what, what family they're born in, no matter the color yes. of their skin, no matter what they believe about this, that, and the other, yeah, they can be brought that's, together. That's gospel. And then he goes on to talk about how we live our lives mm-hmm. in holiness and purity, not being bound in sin, slaves to sin, but being free to live lives of love and joy and generosity yes. and kindness, right. all these fruits of the Spirit and things like that where... It's like, man, we you can, again, the stone was thrown there where Jesus died and he resurrects, but right. then there's so much more right. of the way it impacts everything. Individually, yep. socially, culturally, like it has all of these impacts because yeah. of the gospel. Yep. We fight for injustice, mm-hmm. right? Because of the gospel, we love our neighbor. Yep. Because of the gospel, we feed the hungry and we clothe the naked and we go and visit the people in jail. Like because of the gospel, because of that centrality of mm-hmm. Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting, that's why we do the things that we do. Yeah. They manifest themselves individually. We, we were children of wrath. Well, now we're adopted into a family. We were in the kingdom of darkness. Now we're in the kingdom of his marvelous light. Yeah. We have peace with yeah. God. And so it, it has individual um, ramifications and social ramifications, yeah, which is global. Huge. Even again in Romans 8, where Paul's talking about, I mean, even the world itself, yes. creation, he says, is subjected to futility. So what we see in the fall of man, Genesis yeah. 3, again, gospel's the whole Bible. Yes. So Genesis 3, everything goes to, junk and uh, (laughs) sin enters into the world. It says even creation begins to fall apart. Like why do earthquakes happen? Why do, you know, why do people die? Like death is obviously a result of that and suffering and pain. Right. In Romans eight, Paul is kind of drawing us into this idea that man, God is even redeeming that. Mm -hmm. And as we go um, into the world to preach the gospel, man, I can't remember exactly the verse right now, but um, you know, it says where um, we go into the world, Jesus sends his disciples out into the world to preach the gospel to all creation. Is what Yes. Go preach the gospel to right. all creation. Right. Like, I don't know if he because means creation like creation is even groaning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if he means like go preach. Go like, tell the you tree. see somebody <laughs> preaching to a tree or something. Yeah. But I think the don't point that. being yeah. that the gospel is the solution to yes. not only our human death and sin and all that, right. obviously that, but that Jesus is making all things new. And this yeah. is what we see in Revelation. I love where it. it ends, heaven comes down to earth and he says, I am making all all things new, right? God dwells with man. He, he kind of purifies the world. And then there's a new heaven, a new earth. Yes. And it's like we're back in the Garden of Eden. Right. So it's like you got this at the beginning, this perfect creation. And at the end, perfect creation. Right. And the gospel is the solution to all of that. And I just love the fact that, again, when, when we talk about the gospel, we don't have to see it as just some kind of thing that's, it, it just affects the like, are my sins forgiven by right. Jesus' death on the cross? Right. But it affects every aspect of every part of yeah. my life because, man, the gospel changes us yes. and transforms us to a place where now we have good news to go share. And what I love is 
the gospel is not just for it, because I think we get this misconception um, with that evangelism idea. Mm-hmm. Evangelism would be the, us sharing the gospel with non-Christians, right? And we should do that, right? And 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 that would be where you're kind of sharing that proper Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose right. again, right? Right. You know, like that's probably the, the, the most plan of salvation. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But the gospel is also for Christians. Amen. So we have to remember this. I mean, Romans is written primarily to Christians, yeah. as were the rest of the New Testament books. Right. And he's sharing the gospel in all these books. Why is he doing that? He's talking to Christians. Yeah. He's reminding them, yeah. this is the gospel. This is who you are. It's not just what happened. That's exactly right. It's everything. Yes. Yeah. And we need that reminder yep. daily. That's why uh, we were talking about at one point uh, communion here at um, Eastridge. Um, we take communion every single week mm-hmm. and we've had the conversation. Does that somehow diminish um, or lessen, does it, does it diminish its sacredness, um, this uh, taking of communion? And one of the things where we landed was um, part of what communion does is as a community of believers, mm-hmm. By taking communion together, we're reminding one another yeah. of the story, right? We're reminding one another of the the, the broken body of Jesus and yep. and his blood and and how he resurrects. And it is it's a beautiful picture, but it it, it is necessary. Like we have to be reminded. We wake up with what I call spiritual amnesia every single day. We yep. forget who God is, we forget he's, he's in control. Yeah. Uh, we forget who we are and we need that reminder. We need to preach the gospel to one another, even as believers. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it is for, the gospel is for non-Christians. Absolutely. We need to share it with them. We need to help. But again, even that, I think we can say, um, we we don't just have to say to non-believers, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Right. Obviously we say that and we right. tell them the, the what Jesus did and how yeah. he accomplished our salvation. But man, we can also, and here's why, if we can get down to maybe why does this matter for me yeah. today, um, is where I'm thinking, okay, if I have a friend who's maybe, okay, say they're not a Christian and they're, they're sick for whatever reason. Right. Um, I can go to my friend because of what the gospel is, because I know it's true. Um, and I believe in the blessings and the promises of the gospel and that God is redeeming all things. Right. Um, even the physical, right. Um, I can go to my friend and say, Hey, I I would love to pray for you about that sickness. Now they might say, that's dumb. Why would you pray? You know, I'm not a believer in that. And I can say, look, I, I believe that my God, is the God of all creation. Right. He is redeeming all things, and He is drawing all people back to Himself. I'm His Son, and I. His Word also tells me, the Gospel also tells me, He listens to me. Yeah. You know? Like, that's crazy to say to people, but that's the Gospel. So good. Like, that God loves and listens to me, and He loves you. Right. And I believe that God cares yeah. about this sickness, so let me pray for you. Yeah. Right? That's just a practical, this is how the Gospel begins to affect my life right. every single day. Right. Yeah, I love... Um, Romans 1.16 that says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, mm-hmm. for it is the power. Mm-hmm. So it goes forth in power. So what you're talking yeah. about, it has power to remind us. It definitely has salvific power where it saves people, brings them from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But also it says, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It has um, cross-cultural yeah. power. It it uh, reminds us and gives us the power to um, overcome anxiety or or yeah. depression or all the things. Like it does, it really does give us the 
God's power. It equips us to go out and do the things that he's called us to do and to be who he's called us to be. Yeah, where Paul says, you know, don't be anxious about anything. Yeah. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, offer your request to God. How can we offer our request to God? Right. The answer is the gospel. That's exactly right. Because of what Jesus has done. Right. So, and I love too, in like in 1 Corinthians, where Paul says that we, we preach Christ crucified, right? Yeah. And so, like, he's, we preach the gospel. Right. We preach Christ crucified. And I don't think what he means when he says that is that the point of everything we preach is to get to Christ crucified. I think actually the point of what he means is we preach from Christ crucified. Yeah. Like, that is the center. Again, it's right. the ripple, it's the stone, yeah. right. it's the middle part. Right. Christ Jesus died. Sorry. Christ Jesus died. He rose again. And so, from that point. Yes. Everything we preach and teach and live right. and, and and walk in every day, we know that the blessings, Ephesians 1, 3, yeah. every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ. Right. And so we can live our lives with confidence and right. joy, not confidence in ourselves, in Christ, and joy and hope and freedom and healing. Yeah. And and just walk and live personally and with our friends and family. Yeah knowing I have every spiritual blessing in Christ. Mm. And so I live my life from Christ crucified right. and resurrected from the dead so that I can then go and be, you know, a, a salt and a light to the world. Yeah. Okay, think about 2020 yeah. where n- not even the COVID stuff. Yeah, the COVID stuff. So again, there's your spiritual or physical, you know, healing in the broken world and all that junk. Right. But even the political stuff. Yeah. The division. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to me... The solution to that, what I see in scripture is it's not, you know, let's go fix politics necessarily, or I don't think there's anything wrong with being in politics, right. but not let's go have all the right policies or let's whatever. Because right. none of that stuff's ever going to work. Right. But the it's solution is the gospel. That's exactly. <laughs> the solution right. is how do we help people be unified in this world? Mm-hmm. We remind them, one, yeah, we're all sinners and separated yeah. from God and right. that stinks, but two, because of what Christ has done from the from the death and the resurrection of Jesus, again back to Ephesians two, um, the two have become one. Yeah. is what Paul says that yeah. that God has destroyed every barrier, right. and dividing wall. Peace is possible. Peace is possible <laughs> because of the, of the gospel. Almost, it almost rhymes. Uh, yeah, peace is possible <laughs> because of the gospel. <laughs> the, wiki wiki wiki. The gossip. The gospel. <laughs> so man, yeah. Just uh, again, we want you guys to understand if you're listening to this to go. The gospel is not just, um, Jesus died for my sins, it's done. Okay, if I said a prayer and I believe that, I'm right. done with it, and the gospel has no effect on my life. After right, that. wrong. Instead, yeah. the gospel is the whole story, yeah. and it's all of history, and it's all of who we are. Yeah. And we live in it, it's our lifeblood, right. pumps through our veins as Christians, and we go and live our lives from the gospel. There's yeah. a reason that in pretty much every epistle, the epistles are Roman, sorry. I don't, yeah. Everybody knows that word. The letters. The letters that Paul wrote, yeah. or whoever. In pretty much every letter that Paul wrote, he starts with the gospel. Here's mm-hmm. what Jesus did. Yeah. And then the rest of his books are, now here's what happens because of that. Right. Here's why that yeah. matters. Here's how, how what we it live affects. our lives. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so we become, because we have a new king who is bringing forth a new kingdom, that's what we get to do as ambassadors, right? We have the kingdom of God living in us. Mm -hmm. And so everywhere we go, we bring that kingdom because he is making all things new. He is is making, I love the way Sally Lloyd-Jones says, he is making all sad things come untrue. And so we have a part in doing that. We get to do that. Um, And I love that part about the gospel is that it's not just... uh, you know, he saves us and 
whisks us away, but we get to partner with him. We we get to be a part of bringing this newness, this restoration uh, to the world. Yeah. So like, okay, again, if you're a Christian now, I'm I'm just going to talk in terms of like, if you have a friend who is going through things other than maybe, maybe you are too. Right. Absolutely. And we know as Christians, the gospel gives us hope in all of those. Yeah. But okay, let's just talk in terms of how, again, why does this matter today? If you're a middle schooler, and um, you or someone you know is being bullied. Right. Does the gospel matter for that? I believe that it does. Yeah. Right? Because, again, like we, we get to see in the gospel that there is a one that, that we are seen by yeah. God. Right. right. I know being bullied and, and something like that can make you feel so small yeah. and, and hurt and unseen and unknown. Um, but to remember, like we can we can share this with people, mm-hmm. right? God sees you. Yeah. God sees you. Here's how I know that. Yeah. I know that because He's so loved you. Right. He would give His own Son. So to you me, have inherent right? value and a community. Right. right. There are there are so many kids at your school right now, or the place that you work, or whatever, that just don't have a community. Right. And the gospel provides community yeah. around the gospel, around right. who Jesus is. Guys, when you're inviting your friends to church or whoever, like I know sometimes it feels awkward and scary to do those things, but if you think of it in terms of you're inviting someone into the freedom of salvation, yes, yeah. but also the the community of God's people right. and the joy that comes with that. Yeah. What a great thing to invite somebody Absolutely. to. Right? You're not yeah. just inviting them to say, um, Jesus died on the cross for you. That's Obviously, again, I'm going to keep saying (laughs) that. That's That's the center of it. But you're inviting them to a new life. Yeah. And and a a new hope. Yeah. And a new family. Wholeness. And wholeness. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love it. It's huge. Yes. I agree. All that you said, yes. And yes and amen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I think you could put any, you know, any circumstance that you can think of. And if you're struggling with, body image. Right. Or parents getting divorced parents or divorced. breakup of a of a boyfriend girlfriend like all the things. What am I going to do with my life? What where am yes. I going to college? Yes. Right? Am I seen? Am I loved? Does am the I understood? Gospel speak yes. into these things. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Cuz we're talking purpose now. Right. The gospel answers questions like who is God? Yeah. Who am I? Right. Why am I here? Right. What is my purpose? Why aren't things okay? And how do mm-hmm. I get okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. Why, why do things, why, why am I going through this yeah. right now? Depression and anxiety. The gospel answers these things for us. Now, yes. no, there, it's not like every, you know, if you're just going to read a Bible verse, it's going to tell you exactly what to do, when to do it necessarily. Yeah. Um, sometimes it does. But what, it, what the gospel does, again, is it always sheds light Right, it always sheds light on the world that we live in and why it is the way it is. Yeah, why we are the way we are. Right, and really who God is in the midst of that and yeah. in our lives and the fact that I think maybe right at the heart of the gospel is that God, He knows, He created us and knows us and loves us, and He wants us to know Him yeah. and be reconciled to Him. Peter yeah. says in First Peter, he says that Jesus died on the cross to bring us to God. Yes, right. It's like yes. that reconciled and relationship. That's the end of the gospel, yeah. right? It's not just forgiveness. It's yeah. not just whatever where we uh, think clearly or we can <laughs> prioritize our lives yeah. better or whatever. Right. Um, but the end is a relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole Bible is the story of 
I will be your God and you will be my people. I will dwell with you. Right. I will know you. You will know me. Right. Yes. So and we see that Old Testament sort of in part and then Jesus brings it in. Yeah. yeah. Like now we have a way through the gospel, through yes. Jesus Christ, to know God. Yes. Guys, please, if you're listening to this, hear this from us so clearly today. The gospel offers you a relationship with God. Yeah. Right. And no, that does not mean the the end of difficult things in this life and in this world. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Jesus it means suffered hugely. Right. Yeah. But it means in the midst of it, you have a relationship with God. You're never alone. You know him. Ever. A new family, yeah, new community, and right. an eternal hope. Yeah. In him. So Yes. Anyway, hopefully, um, in some way that today is is just kind of giving you encouragement and and shed some light on just what the gospel is, that euangelion, yes. um, the good news of Jesus, and how, again, like, and that was such a short, but man, it's... <laughs> right, this is a huge topic. Yeah, it's like yeah. us, we dipped a cup in the yeah. ocean, we're like, here it is, <laughs> right. yeah. this yeah. is the ocean. Um, yeah. But we know it's so vast and it's right. so beautiful. But that's why, by the way, um, it's so important, and I tell students this all the time, um, and you need to challenge yourself at some point as you grow in your faith and you mature, read the whole Bible. Right. Like, that's so important to, yeah. to, to get the whole story, yes. the whole gospel. Right. right. It's hard to really grasp what Jesus did and why he did it if we don't see the rest of the story. Right, because um, as we talked about, the gospel is first hinted at in Genesis Three. Absolutely. <laughs> Three chapters in. And that's cool, too. It's yeah. kind of a fun exercise. Yeah. You read through the Old Testament and find the gospel. Right. Keep seeing it. Like, yeah. look for it. Look for Jesus. Yes. And, and what's yes. being said and, and find right. the gospel. Yep. So it's a really fun uh, exercise. So in the in that topic, kind of good segue there, it was uh, next week, we're going to jump into the Bible and yeah. uh, just talk about how you're like, well, you're always talking about the Bible. Um, <laughs> what we're going to do next week is start talking about, you know, what the Bible actually is, right. how it came to be physically, like came to be, yeah. um, you know, pages put together and, right. and all that, um, where it came from, who wrote it, you know, all that kind of stuff and why I believe we can trust and believe it. Yes. Um, why it's a reliable source of information and right. revelation yeah. uh, for who God is um, and who we are and all the things that we're talking about. Why is the Bible the actual good news? Is the gospel right and, and how do we know that we can trust it yeah so thank you you're all right with that <laughs> it's another big topic can but you we're deal gonna, with that that's stuff? right yes i think it'll be fun so jump in yeah so that'll be next week thank you guys so much for listening it's been fun to get back into it and and we're looking forward to a, a fun semester fun year yes. of just some more topics send us one if you have one we'd love to hear from you so thank you guys so much for listening and as yeah. always seek, seek first the, the kingdom, kingdom of god, god. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.